handle the truth. Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Follow today's top stories and breaking news by downloading. Welcome back, everybody, to the Thomas Free Me TV and Podcast Show. This is Thomas Free Me, and this is Saturday night. Many blessings to everybody, first and foremost. I pray that everybody is, is okay, that, you know, your week went great, that your weekend is going great, and that, you know, that we're on the road to recovery when it comes to criminal justice reform, and hopefully uniting our, our communities, you know, coming together. I think, hopefully, that... uh we the people are starting to understand how important it is for us to start protecting one another in our communities and especially to look out for our poor communities because that's where all the labor comes from, you know, and, and as far as I can remember, the poor communities have always been at the brunt of, you know, uh, everything essentially, you know. So tonight we're going to continue our talks about this no-cash bail that um, some states are uh, going into. And I'm going to share a quick article. And discuss some of the fears. So, here we have... Fair Dangerous, days after ending cash bail, New York has second thoughts. Um, the previous show I covered, you know, Illinois and the move that they were making. This is what has been going on here in New York for quite a minute. Um, on January 1st, a landmark New York law curtailing the use of cash bail went into effect, 
signaling a leap in a nationwide movement to reduce the number of people held in jails. But after less than a week under the new system, elected officials are already having second thoughts, rattled by stories of suspects being set free and committing new crimes, including that of a woman accused of an anti-Semitic attack in New York City. The backlash led by conservative lawmakers and law enforcement authorities is sweeping up some Democrats who pushed for the law, including Governor Andrew Cuomo, who said Monday that it remains a work in progress. The shift shows that politicians are still wary of appearing soft on crime, even as the country has become more open to changing its criminal justice system by electing reform-minded prosecutors, easing sentencing laws, and eliminating policies that discriminate against the poor. As the late state, at, as the latest state to struggle over revamping its bail laws, New York may now become a lesson for others considering similar changes. Um, I'm going to go to our Eighth Amendment. Our Eighth Amendment specifically states that excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. So what is excessive bail, and how do you determine how these judges set bail, you know, upon these, these um, accused individuals, these accused American citizens? So how to determine excessive bail in the United States versus Salerno, 481 U.S., 1987. It concluded that bail is excessive when the amount is more than necessary to prevent the defendant from fleeing or posing a danger to society. It also stated that the Eighth Amendment does not limit the factors a court can, can consider when setting bail amounts. Now, with that being said, um, I'm going to introduce my guest here shortly. Uh, she's a mother out here in Texas. I'll let her introduce herself. And um, she is going through, uh, we've been going through together. This is a family that, that um, <clears throat> reached out to me in the middle of the night. I happened to be in Switzerland at the time. And uh, I contacted the family. And luckily, you know, the family um, heard about me and reached out to me in, in the early mornings. And, and was asking for help. They didn't know what to do. This is a family who's been hardworking all their lives. That's all they know. Um, you know, uh, uh, just a compliant, um, easygoing, Midwestern, Middle America family. And and now this this has has occurred to them. So with that being said, I am going to introduce now Ms. Dorothy. Ms. Dorothy, Hello? how are you, Ms. Dorothy? Can you pull your, your phone back a little bit so we can get you all in the camera? There you go. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hanging in there. Many blessings. So your nightmare began on, on August 16th, yes? Yes. And tell me about that night. Tell me about 
that day, how that day, you know, what happened and, and how you were brought aware of, of these events? It was a nightmare that day. I got a call from my son. And he had told me that he'd been arrested. And I'm like, for what? You know, um, he said, I'm um, robbery. But but he didn't do it. The, the teenagers came in behind him. But it on the video, it looked like they all came together. Mm. So they, they charged him too. Because they thought that he was with them. And that night, my world was turned upside down because I know my son. He would not do nothing like that. Have and you have you ever got a, have you ever gotten a call like that before from your son? No, never. So this was a new experience for everybody. Yes, it was. And this yes. was a this was a collect call from him. Yes. Okay. And when, when, when he said that, like describe, describe how you felt in that moment when your son that you've never heard this before told you that he was in jail, that he's been arrested for armed robbery. My heart dropped. I mean, it just, it just dropped completely. I didn't know how to act. All I did was just scream out and cry because that's not my son. I, I just couldn't take it. Was there ever a doubt in your mind that your son could have potentially been doing this or been involved in this in any kind of way? No. Nope. I raised him better than this. I mean, it's not my son. I'm sorry. So let's let's get into that a little bit. Let's let's um talk about your son, who he is, what what he's done his life and and so on. What is his name? Okay. Kevin Bowers. Mhm. And Kevin Bowers is currently locked up where? In uh Bell County in Texas. Bell County, Texas. Okay. And who is Kevin yep. Bowers? He's outgoing. He's 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 a friendly person. I'm not just saying it because I'm his mother, but he's outgoing. He's willing to help anybody. I mean, he's just a good kid. He's overall a good kid. How old is Kevin? He's thirty. He just turned thirty this year. Just turned thirty. Um, Kevin had a has a job. Yes, he yes he was starting a new job. He was starting a new job. Uh huh. And what happened to that job now that he's been arrested? Uh, there's no more. They just let him go after they found out, you know, what happened and everything. They didn't want him no more. And Kevin has been in jail since August sixteenth, right? Yes. And how much is his bail? It's a, um, sorry, it's a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand dollars for bail. Yes. And he's never been arrested before. And there's no. And there's no evidence other than this camera just showing all of these people walking into this building together. 
that's hit. Well, Kevin's never been arrested before, so he, he can't be a flight risk. He's never ran from the police or has any charges of fleeing, eluding, or, or anything. Is there any reason why Kevin would be a flight risk or or anything that they would put such a heavy bond on him? No, that's what I don't understand. Do you guys have millions of dollars that the court would think that you could afford a $100,000 bond? No, um... I don't even have five dollars, but I always make a way. I don't, I can't work anymore, but I always make a way. But there's no way that I can ever come up with that. Which, of course, we know how how uh, bail works. Ten percent, you come up with ten percent. The bail covers the other ninety thousand on this on this particular case. The bail's bondsman would cover the other ninety thousand. Um, then Kevin would be released from jail. And he, you know, it's it's an assurance that he shows up to court. And when he shows up to court, everything gets finalized. Then all of that is released. Um, but even to come up with ten thousand dollars, like you just heard Miss Dorothy say, is is just as well as coming up with a hundred thousand dollars cash. It's it's the same, it's the same, same thing. So. Has has Kevin been in contact with his attorney or anybody? Um, he got, uh, he kind of got a hold to him, but the attorney, excuse my language, he treated him like shit, excuse my language. How so? What do you, what do you mean? What's his attorney's name? Billy Ray Hall. Okay. And, and what did Billy Ray Hall, how, how did he treat your son like trash? He told Kevin that he told him from the giggle, he's a criminal and all black people are criminals. And then he's going to tell him that uh, he's not paying him enough to defend him. That Kevin's not paying him enough, Billy Ray. That Kevin is not paying Billy Ray enough to defend Kevin. Yes. And this is his, this is his attorney. Yes, and he said the courts don't pay him enough to defend criminals. And he's already got him appointed uh, as a criminal. I mean, every everybody makes stupid mistakes in life. Everybody who went through it. But don't put a, don't put no title on my son when I know he's not that. That's what makes me mad with this attorney. And my son is scared that they're gonna hang him. He told me this out of his mouth. Yeah, you have shown me some of the emails that he was sending. Um, one in particular that, that really, uh, I mean, it was, it was scary was the fact of, again, what this, this cash bail system does is it's holding this man in jail in an environment he's never been in, not accustomed to, does not know how to survive in, you know, and they're holding him there. You just heard what the attorney, right, is, is telling his defendant and what is this person supposed to think? So now I guarantee that this Billy Ray is going to come with with at, at some point within the next month or so. Who knows? He's going to end up coming with a plea bargain to Kevin. And, and, you know, stating that, you know, if you take this plea now, we can get you out for two years probation, five years probation. But you get out today. Who's not going to sign that after living in hell for for the amount of time that Kevin has? But that is that is horrible. 
how how um boy how could we prove that there how could we prove that there that old billy ray said that all black people are criminals my goodness yes. and that's why he's scared that they uh this attorney and then they're gonna hang you and i ain't gonna lie i've got a fear of that that's my biggest fear And like I said, I don't know what to do. All I do is pray. That's all I can do. Because I don't have the money to get him out. I'm living paycheck. I mean, income to income. Let me get the camera back on you, mommy. Oh, I'm sorry. You're okay. There you go. Well, we do have a, uh, we have a GoFundMe out, um, which uh, I believe is on the Coming Home Coalition page. Uh, a Facebook. Yeah. Um, I will put that in the the links here on the replay that I'll, I'll drop on tomorrow for my Spotify channel and such. Um, so we have the GoFundMe if anybody wants to help this family try to acquire an attorney. If anybody knows an attorney that in the Texas area, Bell County area, that would be willing to take this case pro bono. But we definitely have to get this public defender off this guy's case. Um, I did write out a letter uh, for for the family to help uh, the Kevin understand how to ask the court to remove this attorney from his case. Um, what was the status on that? Did he ever get back on that? Um, he wrote the letter and everything. He was just waiting for them to send send the mail out, you know, pick up the mail. And it's been a week now, and they it hasn't picked it up. Okay. So I don't know what's taking them so long. Oh no. Well, Miss Dorothy, um, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. We'll keep you in our prayers. Um, of course, you know I'll, I'll stay connected with you and help guide you until we can find you an attorney and get this Billy Ray. What's his name? Billy Ray who? Hall. Billy Ray Hall. That sounds like out of that movie. What was that movie with Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> oh, a, time, a, a, a Time to Kill. Wasn't that? Yeah, A Time to yeah. Kill. That was his name in the movie too, wasn't it? The one that killed the little black girl, Billy Ray? Yes. Yes, it was. Mama told me never trust no man named Billy Ray. And I don't. Well, Miss Dorothy, um, just keep your head held high and 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 uh, you know, like, what do you say? You know, what what do you say to a family in this in this instance? You know, what what can you say? What can you say to a mother who knows that her son? is sitting in jail, lost opportunities to good employment, right? So, and, and not only that, but he's been smeared through the newspapers publicly. So when he comes home, you know, as an innocent person, how does that even get cleared up now? Because the newspapers never circle back around and, and make the same media display as they did from the beginning. It's not a story anymore, you know? So yep. what do you say to, to, a, to an American family that is, is taxpayers doing everything that they can to just try to ha have a little piece of, of the American pie. What do you say to them when everything gets destroyed by, by reckless people and, and, and people who think that all black people are criminals? Well, 
What do you say? You know, it's it's horrible. Yep. It's enraging. Yes, it is. Well, Ms. Dorothy, you take care of yourself. Again, thank you for coming on and um and sharing your story and your emotions with us. And hopefully, uh hopefully it can shed some light on on some unaware people and, and we can find some help for you guys. I really thank you for the time you gave me. I really do thank you. Absolutely, Miss Miss Dorothy. And we'll reconnect, okay? All right. All right. Thank you. And, and these are the issues, you know, so when we sit here and we're talking about cashless bail and we're seeing the strides that that um, Illinois is making with what's going on with with New York, several other states are adopting this. Your Republicans are, are going mad because, you know, of course, they're all tough on crime. Um, but I applaud. Number one. Number one, let me go back to that video because I want to give proper respect. I'm tough on law, I'm tough on cops, I'm tough on our government, no question. And and when I say that there are no good cops, right, it's, I mean that holistically. There are good individuals who put on that uniform, and, and I'm I'm urging these good individuals that do put on that uniform not to change when you put on that uniform, not to hide, not to, not to turn your eye, but to be a cop. And that's to uphold the law. And I sincerely, and when, when I see the law being upheld, I have, to, <clears throat> I have to applaud that. And the way that those officers handled that situation, I, I applaud that department because it was, it, was, it was all done professionally, in my opinion. You know, and and I wanted to bring light to that video because I don't want us to forget the job that cops have, you know, the dangers of what is out there. There are some crazy people out there. And as as much as as I advocate for uh, prisoners to be released, criminal justice reform, I also know that there are individuals that need to be in prison. Right. This dude obviously had. Uh, some some mental issues. Um, he wasn't all there, obviously. And these these uh, government officials handled that situation completely professional. You know, the cop was on his toes. He was alert, like a cop is supposed to be in a dangerous environment, right? Um, he didn't beat the guy. He he quickly apprehended the person and held him down. The, the other two officials that came in did not come in all amped up, hyped up, ready to attack. They came in calm, cool, because they saw that the situation was handled under control. And that is how professional people handle professional situation. But I wanted to bring that, that particular video to light because, one, to show and to give kudos for that. But two, for people also to understand the dangers, the high tense um, pressure that are on these human beings that call themselves police officials as well, right? And the and the post traumatic stress disorder that comes out of that, the emotions that come out of that, and and such, you know. So I'm sure that that cop had no no inclination that this guy was getting ready to stab him with a pen. You could tell that this guy was was feeling trapped like a rat, you know. And that was the thing. 
you, you, you know, this guy was not thinking clearly, not in the right mental state. And, um, and that showed, I mean, okay, you stabbed the cop and then what, what are you going to do? You're locked in the room, you know? So, uh, the thought process had shut down. He was on fight or flight and all of this is, is, was shown in that video, you know? So it's a very good video. Thank you, NBC for that. And again, thank you police department for, um, doing your job. You know, I, I always want to give kudos for that. So, with that being said, um, that's pretty much all I got for you guys tonight. Please leave any comments, share uh, uh, any any opinions that you may have. Um, and I appreciate you guys for for coming in and, and subscribing and liking. Ah. Uh, Miss Angie Hatfield, thank you, thank you so much for the subscription. And you left a comment. Families are victimized by the justice system on the daily. It took a long time to get to this state, and it will take a long time to repair. That is, that is a fact. And that's what people have to understand, and a lot of that I try to expose, that this is not just a lifetime thing, right? It's, this is generational. This has been going on for a very long time. It's It's psychological it's been constantly being tweaked and 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 changed and amended into the system that it is now and it exploits the family tremendously financially it sucks every dollar that it can out of not only the person that has been accused but the family itself the business that comes out of this you know and and it is going to take a long time to repair you know, but we have to make drastic changes. One thing we do know, right, people are in fear. People are, are, are scared of, you know, this quote-unquote purge law that they're calling it, this fear-mongering and all that. But people are scared that these people are going to be released and it's going to be rampage, right? People were scared that, that when Oregon, you know, opened up its drug policy laws the way that it did, that that people were going to be running around on dope everywhere and that the, the state was going to fall. None of this ever happens. None of this ever happens. It's fear-mongering and it's it's fear of the unknown. But we have to look at what we do know and 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 the statistics as far as where they've been going and they they've been going up. The last 40 years these stats have been going up like a reverse stock market. I wish I, I wish my stocks would look like the way the prison industry has been growing. You know, so that's all I got. Uh, thank you guys for joining again. Thank you for the uh, subscribe, Miss Angie. Um, and thank you for the. For the hosting, I met Miss Angie at, a, at an event that we uh, met up over in the Clearwater area. Um, you know, just just. Uh, Doing what we can do, man. You know, Florida Cares or when Florida Cares. I'm sorry. Who was it, Angie? What was the name of the event if you're still here with me? It slipped my mind, but it was a great event. Met some great people. Um, made some met some great contacts. Please, guys, get to www.cominghomecoalition.com. Please keep the donations coming for the homeless, for the addicted. Um, hopefully, I'll have a... Uh, a Narcan supply here coming soon to help with that. Excuse me, first and foremost. I apologize. But uh, hopefully I'll have some Narcan coming, clothes coming, all of these things. Um, care package, 
care packages. Care packages. This is an organization right here you can rely on to make sure that these people get it firsthand. Firsthand. And with me having a platform that I got, I can live stream it, show it so the people that are donating, the sponsors, things of that nature, they can see firsthand that these people are being helped. There's many organizations. Florida Harm Reduction Collective. Thank you, Angie. I'm glad you're still with me. You saved me. That's right. I met Miss Angie at the Florida Harm Reduction Collective. I um, met some great people there. And um, I'll be bringing Miss Angie on here shortly. We'll be having some discussions about some things that are going on. And it's just all about growth right now. It's about awareness. It's about growth. And that's what I'm here for, to bring it to the people. So once again, enjoy your Saturday night. As Thomas Freeman says, be your best self, man. This is about coming together. This is about unity and about getting our country right. Getting our country right, man. We got almost 3 million people incarcerated. 3 million incarcerated American citizens, you know. And here the workforce is talking about we can't find anybody to work. I know plenty of people that will be glad to have a job, but yet we're ostracizing them. So all of this stuff has to come to an end, and it starts right here on the Thomas Freeman Show. So once again, thank you. The replay will be out in the morning time on Spotify. You can catch the replay here as well. Please do. Please share. Please like. Please subscribe. Furthermore, y'all take care, man. I love you guys.